0: Game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now... The Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chat. The Toronto Maple Leafs with four goals in the second period,
1: and that powers them to a 7-4 win over your Edmonton Oilers tonight. So these two Canadian rivals split their season series Edmonton's record drops to 36 23 and 8 on the season the Maple Leafs get win number 40 they are 40 17 and 8 big night for Mitch Marner showed some great hands in front of the net to score a goal tonight also had three assists Connor McDavid with a goal and two helpers for the Oilers thanks a lot for joining us it's 8.06 along with Rob Brown I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford overtime open line Rob 3-1 Oilers just over seven minutes left in the second period I'm not going to argue that they were playing great, but they they had a lead Mm -hmm. and were doing okay. It's almost like giving up a pick six in football to let the other team back (laughs) in. A turnover right in front of your own net. Marner, incredible hands, and the Leafs
2: rolled from there. Yeah, that's a great analogy, and it is uh, exactly like that. An unforced error that uh, created uh, a little bit of noise in the arena. Uh, obviously you and I aren't there, but we've been in rinks for you. The home team is down by a couple and nothing really getting generated. It's just, it's quiet. It's eerie. And then if you give it a little bit of life that just, you know, energizes a bench and uh, give credit to Marner a, he got the intercept of the puck. Through, but then he made a pretty play. So not only was it a, uh, a big mistake that created a goal, it was a big mistake that created a highlight reel goal that he, the energy was even bigger because of it. But that's when you just can't make. Uh, there's there's mistakes happen in a game, and sometimes it's through uh, you get outworked or, or you battled or just a, a, a small mental mistake while you're under duress. The mistake that McLeod made there, he wasn't under duress. He wasn't under stress on that one. He had the puck. He had no forechecker coming down on him. Uh, Marner actually was turning away from him. He was turning towards nurse because he's like all right if you're going to throw it across i'm going to be trying to knock it down mcleod could have skated that puck out easily and at the very least just throwing it off the glass and out instead he tried making uh, a very very ill-advised play to nurse that had to go through uh, one of the best players in the league a guy that's got incredible eye hand coordination and it didn't and skinner who had been fantastic now is left all by himself in a very prone position and the Toronto Maple Leafs found life so uh everything that happened after that was created by a big mistake and allowed the Toronto Maple Leafs to find themselves back in a hockey game
1: yeah and they they erased the lead quickly it was three goals in three minutes exactly three minutes all told uh Deharnais wasn't able to get the puck out uh Nylander scored for Marner and then uh Matthews takes the puck away from Nurse or wins a battle at right at the center ice red line, goes in with Tavares, and those are the three quick strikes from Toronto, and then they got another one in the third period. Tavares on the power play with a minute five left. It was actually four goals in five minutes and 59 seconds. I mean, there's a difference in the game. The th- three-goal win, you get four in 5.59, and we've talked about that, and uh, you know, I referenced what Derek Laxtell told me, the former Oil Kings coach when he was coaching the Stars, that sometimes his coaching staff would talk about it being a game of runs, like almost like basketball. There's going to be momentum shifts. Mm -hmm. Teams will apply pressure. How much damage do you do on your run? Well, you can't do much better than four (laughs) goals in in six minutes tonight for Toronto.
2: Yeah, you're you're right. And the problem for the Oilers on that one, the run that the Maple Leafs had was started by a couple of mistakes they made. And uh, the, the one that Nurse lost a battle at center ice it's a battle that was lost the one that McLeod lost in front of the net that was just an unforced error Uh, day who has been fantastic since his recall again trying to go cross ice in his own zone he's kind of on his back foot as he's doing it instead the simple play you've just given up a goal the crowd's into it, there's energy. At that point, as as we've had, was it Todd McCullough just say punt, if you got nothing, just punt. If he throws the puck out in, out of the zone off the glass, it's now in the neutral zone, you're out of harm's way, but instead he tries going across and the same player. Mitch Marner, who's fantastic at knocking pucks out of the air, again gets a piece of it and turns it into a, a goal scoring chance. And Stuart Skinner is probably still a little stunned by the Marner goal, is now facing Nylander coming at him with full speed, so Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs give them credit, they were not good at all in Edmonton Uh, uh, 10 days ago, whenever that last game was, they came out, uh, were more physical, they skated better, their star players were much more involved, star players in Edmonton were a no-show, tonight they weren't, they were very good, led by Mitch Marner, he was excellent in this hockey game and the Oilers, uh, they weren't as good, it was simply the Toronto Maple Leafs were the better team in this hockey game. And Matt Murray, who early in the game, we said that Skinner is outstanding and Murray looks like he's struggling a bit. Matt Murray made a couple big saves as this game started to get a little bit closer, allow his team to stay in the hockey game. Uh, the It went from having a chance to have a fantastic road trip to eh, uh, an okay road trip. And the Edmontoners come home to play against a, a pretty good Ottawa team. 7-4, the Leafs take it tonight.
1: Final shots, 38-28 for... Toronto and and again uh, really after they got that first goal they they really poured it on Edmonton and and again Robin that's uh, you know you make the mistakes and the Oilers made them with the best players on the ice tonight for Toronto but also I, I mean the value of pressure good players don't just mm-hmm. make more plays they force the other team to play under duress and I mean we're talking about a sport where a tenth a fifth of a second can make all the difference you know so you know whether it's Vinny or whoever on the back end you don't have that extra little bit of time because matthews marner Tavares, quick players smart players they know where the defense would want to put the puck so you got to overcome that right you got to handle the pressure and and the orders weren't able to handle it as well tonight as they did against boston no
2: you're absolutely right and that's why sometimes when you don't have the play it make the simple Get it out and live to fight another day. And ARNA has been doing that time and time again since he's been called up. This one, he just made a, uh, an ill-advised uh, cross ice that he probably wishes he had back very soon after he did it. And the Oilers, just they just didn't respond. It, Toronto's a good team. They're a top-five team in the National Hockey League that were embarrassed in Edmonton. They were going to be better. And the Oilers, for a while, were able to handle the stress of the game that the Leafs were throwing at them but eventually they crumbled a little bit and Stuart Skinner was able for the most part through the first half of the game uh, you know make the saves when the mistakes were made and as the game went on he wasn't able to keep up so uh, Toronto uh, the Oilers had a great game in Boston they did not have a very good game in Toronto.
1: All right, 7-4, the Leafs take it. Let's go at the mic for Eclipse Restoration. Name one of Western Canada's best restoration contractors three years in a row. Call 780-250-HELP or visit eclipse247.ca. Here's Oilers
3: head coach, Jay Woodcroft. Leafs never looked back. How did you kind of assess that three-minute stretch that
2: turned the game?
4: Yeah, you know, I would even say it's probably the last eight minutes of that period that uh, not our finest hour. Um, And uh, certainly situations within our control. We thought we um, got away from playing simple. We tried to um, pass through people and uh, they're a good team. They have, you know, good sticks and... Uh, I just saw a lot of self-inflicted wounds during that uh, little time frame there. When
3: to the penalty calling in that game, how much did that take away from the rhythm of this game and maybe your team?
4: Uh, yeah, it was a tough game to find some rhythm. Um, you know, there was a lot of four-on-four four and coincidental penalties, uh, the most I've seen. Um, in the end, that's beyond our control. With, what is within our control is is um you know our level of execution when we do get on the ice you know the fact that they were up in the power plays and stuff like that i couldn't couldn't say that there was uh any penalty i may disputed you know like uh you know maybe there were a couple that weren't weren't the other way but i you know like i can't dispute it and we we got to do a better job on on killing penalties too so uh they won the special team battle but all those things are beyond anybody's control uh what we do control is our execution level and it wasn't at a high enough level tonight
5: your momentum control they get one they get two they get three they get four somewhere you got to step in and and stop that ball from rolling downhill yeah then there's different ways to create momentum
4: Um, you know sometimes it's a four check shift sometimes it's a big uh, finish check sometimes it's a block shot sometimes it's just guaranteeing uh, your own blue line uh, and taking a hit to make that play there's different ways um, to create momentum other than you know waiting for a power play to get you going or anything like that and that's uh, something in that Period, we didn't do a good enough job. Was, asking, yeah. The
5: play that started this thing was uh, McLeod tossing yep. the puck right in front of the net to Marner. Yep. That's just a play you don't see in the NHL very often. What yeah. happens? How does that happen?
4: A young mistake. It was a young mistake. Um, he'd be the first guy uh, to own up for that and, and feel bad for it. In the end, hockey's a game of mistakes. And, uh, you know, our goal as a team is to make fewer than the other team and capitalize when they make theirs. Um, you know, tonight, they did a good job capitalizing on our self inflicted wounds. That was one of them.
1: I think those types of errors are just proved to be too much to overcome because, you, you know, it was a tie game even after the two errors and then yeah. it just.
4: On ball. Um, well I think we should we we got the people that can get out of those circumstances so even though we um, you know made a few errors we have to find a way to uh, as Mark was asking about change some momentum there um, You know, I don't think we did a good enough job you know uh, they scored one uh, uh, you know kind of a, a miss shot it kind of gets to the neutral zone Um, we get our stick lifted they get behind us two on one I thought we could play better Um, those are those are things within our control we weren't sharp enough tonight um, why that is I'm not sure uh, we did build the 3-1 lead and in those cases even if you don't feel your best or you don't have your A plus stuff you should still be able to find a way um, you know to close that out we expect more of ourselves we're talking a lot here over the last uh, little while of playing towards a standard and um, you know I don't know if you uh, why that was tonight but we made more errors than the other team and they capitalized
1: just, yeah. I was just going to say like disappointing. all the more disappointing after the Boston game and the, even the first period the first half of this game really yeah. make you
4: sense? know like this is the third time I think in five weeks or so that we've come to the east coast and gone back um, you know and uh, you know we've played some good games and then we've played some forgettable ones um, to me I thought this one was a game that uh, we could have done better with um, but you know, we made too many mistakes. And when you make mistakes against teams that can hurt you, um, you're made to pay. And tonight we were made to pay, and um, they found a way to get the two points,
3: and we're looking forward to going home. Going back to that play by McLeod, as his head coach and the leadership team on that bench, no. what do you say to a young player who's trying to find his way and makes a mistake on
4: the You ball? know what? Um, he, like I said, no one feels... Uh, uh, worse about that play than Ryan McLeod he knows um, so it's not coming to the bench and, and getting an earful it's about resetting himself and trying to um, find a way to have an impact on his next shift and you know I think uh, nobody on our team points the finger because they know that there's other fingers pointing back if that happens right uh, and I think that's the hallmark of a good team is that people who stick together win or lose um, we made too many young mistakes tonight uh, and in the end it cost us. and we didn't find the win but we're going to stick together we're going to learn from it uh, and have a good practice next week as we prepare for ottawa thank you
1: okay that's oilers head coach jay woodcroft after a 7-4 loss in toronto i th- the one thing that stood out for me robin we were kind of talking about it too, too many passes trying to put it through people those tend not to work
2: <laughs> overly well no, no, it doesn't, and there's no need for it. Uh, sometimes, if you're down a goal and you're trying to force something, or you're down a couple goals, or if you're on a power play and you got a guy wide open, you know I'm going to try and force it through that small little area because if it gets through, it's a, it's an open chance uh, in your own zone in front of your own net. No, nope, not worth it. Not worth it. The one where Darnay tries to go top of his circles across ice in his own zone through a couple guys. Not worth it. And, uh, again, both players a little more inexperienced at the National Hockey League level. And, well, here's a, in the minors, those plays might work. They do because the guys aren't as good at knocking pucks down. At the National Hockey League level, there's zero chance that that puck's getting past Mitch Marner on either of the plays. So, mistakes are made. I do like the fact that uh, Woodcroft talked about the fact that yeah, we don't have to tell him on the bench that he made a mistake. He knows. We're not going to bench him because of it. I mean, you bench guys when they do it over and over again. McLeod's been fairly responsible. dayarnay has been very good since his call-up. Let him go out there and make amends and try to, try to do something good to combat what you did wrong. So I like the way that was, coached. But at the end of the day, the Toronto Maple Leafs were the better team tonight. And they needed to have a good game because the last time these two teams played against each other, the Edmonton Oilers were the much better team.
1: Oilers with 80 points. Seattle also with 80 points at the moment Two games in hand on the Oilers. They're tied for third in the Pacific. They're making up one of those games right now. Six and a half minutes into the first period. No score against Dallas. Senators and Canucks scoreless with about 12 minutes left in the first as we go to the scoreboard for Advantage Trailer Rentals, your one-stop source for commercial trailer rentals. Visit AdvantageTrailerRentals.com. Also today... It's Vegas, the Pacific Division leaders, getting a four-nothing shutout win over the Hurricanes. Jets beat the Panthers 5-4 in overtime. Shifley got the winner. That's his 38th of the season. Capitals pound the Islanders 5-1. Blues beat the Blue Jackets 5-2. Devils win 3-1 in Montreal. Lightning win 3-1 over Chicago. Look like Stamkos uh, got
2: shaken up in that game. Yeah, Let's see how he is. It, it, I watched him leave the ice. He he was in distress.
1: Avalanche over the Coyotes, 3-2 in overtime. Makar had the winner there. Panarin, the winner for the Rangers, 2-1 in overtime against Buffalo. Penguins handed to the Flyers, 5-1. Bruins beat the Red Wings, 3-2, and still two more games tonight. Predators at Kings, Wild at Sharks. The only teams not playing tonight are Calgary and Anaheim. Oil Kings trail Brandon, 10-2, with two minutes left in the third period. Curling the 1-2 page playoff game. Gushu over Dunstone. Canada over Manitoba, 5-4. So Gushu Goes to the final tomorrow. Dunstone against Edmonton's Brendan Botcher in
2: the semifinal tomorrow. And Gushu with a steal in the 10th to win that game.
1: Okay, Oilers fall 7 4 to the Toronto Maple Leafs. The hotline powered by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way, is 780 496 0063. This is Hartland Ford, overtime open line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
6: Lilgren off to Lafferty. Back to Lilgren. Couldn't get a shot away. And then he was punished against the boards. Brown wanted a call none forthcoming. A lob by Kane underneath the scoreboard is settled and eventually dropped off by Gustafson for Bunning. And then tipped ahead for Yarn with 15 seconds on the power play. Milgren will jump up, and now you've got Kane and Bunting wrestling one another through the neutral zone. Gustafson looking to center. Kane and Bunting continue to go at it, and Kane's got Bunting down. Kane is throwing punches on Michael Bunting, and then a single-leg takedown, and Bunting comes thundering back, and now the players will be separated. Colpontine has never been in an NHL fight.
1: Well, he still hasn't. Four minutes for roughing <laughs> to both guys. That's the crunch of the game for Kruger Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting. So coincidentals there. Matthews and McDavid got coincidental penalties. DeHarnay and Tavares got coincidental penalties in, well, what did you think of those incidents? Then? Well,
2: I thought it was a poorly reffed game. And, and, for example, the Dejarnay and the Tavares one, Dearnay should have had a penalty. And the referee didn't call it. And then Tavares turned around and two-handed him. So if you call the original, there's no two-hand. And Dejarnay could have broke his wrist on that. I mean, Tavares hit him pretty good. On the Matthews-McDavid one, Matthews should have had a penalty. There was interference hip check on McDavid. Then McDavid turns around, he's mad there was no call, Turns around slashes a stick. But he wouldn't have slashed a stick if there was a penalty coming. Uh, and then what was the third one? There was the, well, the one we just played. Oh yeah. That one there, they that were wrestling there. for that, they through went, the entire neutral. They zone. They went from the red line all the way. And there was elbows, there were punches, grabs around the face and they never called anything until it was what? Seven seconds later. And either one of them could have got a penalty in the neutral zone. So if the ref's not calling the original, well, the players are like, well, if you're not going to call it and you're not going to defend me, I'm going to stand up for myself. And then they, so they don't call all of those. And then, the, I mean, the, the one where Marner, Tripp, Nugent, Hopkins, I mean, if that's what oh, you're that going was, call, that, was that was an awful call. Terrible call. That was an awful call. So you don't, you don't call those other things, and then you make that call. Players get mad. Players get frustrated. And at one point, they showed that the, both benches, both coaches were yelling at the refs because it was just, okay, seriously, make the first call. We have no other issue. And a great example of it was in the Deharnais, uh and Tavares one. They didn't call the first penalty. Then they called, then Tavares two-handed Deharnay. When he did that, the Oilers were on a three-on-two. So if you're not going to call the original, and then you wait, and then when you call Tavares, you went back three, four seconds beforehand to get Deharnay for his penalty. Because if you don't do that, if you just call the Tavares penalty, it's still a three-on-two for, for McDavid and the Oilers. So right now, the referee has become a part of the game, which they shouldn't be. So I thought the, the ref, I thought it was a poorly refed hockey game.
1: Leafs win at 7-4 over the Oilers. Here's uh, one of the guys that was involved in the dust-up we played for you. It's Evander Kane.
5: Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, we all saw what happened, you know, self-inflicted wounds, uh, turnovers that uh, we can't make against good players and good teams, and, um, you know, it was a tough four-minute stretch there.
3: What's the disappointment level when you have three good periods against Boston and then the first period very strong here tonight to give up the lead? Yeah, I mean...
5: um, Obviously, you want to find that consistency of winning hockey and not giving up uh, six goals uh, when you when you went into Boston and only gave up two. So, um, you know, like I said, we, we had uh, self-inflicted mistakes that uh, cost us the game, and um, we just got to learn from those mistakes and, and be better. What
1: do, you th- what do you think kind of maybe prevented you guys from, you know, there's one goal and two from stopping it there?
3: rather Yeah, than making
5: yeah it we got to stop the bleeding early. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't compound those mistakes and continue to, to turn pucks over uh, inside our blue line. And, um, you know, when they're getting power plays like that too, you know, we got to be smarter with the puck. feel bunting got to be a bit of a distraction tonight for teams? No, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's funny the way the, you know, you want to get these, these little ticky-tack calls and, you know, he likes to dive and um, embellish and you, know, you want to get that out of the game, but they, they, they prevent guys from, uh, from the consequences of those actions. You know, a lot of the time they, they get in the way, sometimes the refs, and, you know, I think fighting is a great deterrent of those type of players and actions and, um, you know, it just prevents guys from having to answer the bell like, you know, he's a perfect example of that.
1: Well, Evander Kane not a Michael Bunting fan. <laughs> uh
2: no, he wasn't. Um he I think that Evander Kane would prefer there were less calls in the National Hockey League and that the players would be allowed to um self police. I think Evander Kane would have enjoyed this the 80s. Does
1: that does that bother you though cuz like he actually said Bunting
2: dives a lot. I mean, that's well, normally, you don't call a player out on the other team, you don't, um but the one thing that we've seen with Evander Kane, he's not afraid to speak his mind on on any subject, and he actually was asked a question about bunting. uh most players will just not say anything uh i, don't, I Evander just doesn't care. <laughs> So he's like, all right, what what what's someone gonna do to me? I mean, the one thing that we've seen with Evander Kane since he's come here, yeah, he gives honest answers to any question you ask him, and he's not afraid to. He's a lot like uh, Jeremy Roenick was like that. You ask me a question, I'll tell you the answer. Not everyone's gonna like the answer, and sometimes I, my coach might not like the answer that I give to the to the press, but. This is what I was asked. So if you if if we're media people and they're saying, all right, we're going to ask you a question, we expect you to answer it, and you do, you can't complain about it. 7-4,
1: the Leafs win it. That's a $400 donation to 630 Chet Santas Anonymous from James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. They are filling the net with 100 bucks for Santas every time the Oilers score this season. Kane did score tonight his 10th of the season. Ekholm had the Oilers' first goal of the game just absolutely stepping into one and ripping it home. McDavid got his 55th. Dreisaitl got his 42nd on the power play. What a blast by Ekholm. <laughs>
2: It it was. It was a bomb. Uh, He was allowed to walk in uh, to about the tops of the circles. No one was between him and the goalie. And that's one where simply he beat the goalie. There was no screen. There was no deflection. It was simply man-on-man. And Ekholm, absolute bomb. So uh, Ekholm has been very, very good since he's come to the Edmonton Oilers. He just added another... Uh, element to his game, or showed the Oilers and the Oilers fans another element of the game. All
1: right, we'll give Matthias Ekholm the fourth star of the game for Jandel Homes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. As you would expect, the Maple Leafs get the three stars tonight. Marner, four points, is the first star. Tavares, a couple of goals. He is the second star. And Achari had two goals, got the first goal of the game, got the last goal of the game, into the empty net. He's the third star as the Leafs take it uh, 7-4. It's going to be well i mean interesting for both teams I mean, as as much as uh, we talk about the oilers playing well lately and and they have yep. been um you know they're they're in a wild card spot right now even if seattle loses in regulation tonight they'll still have a game in hand on the oilers now the the playoff positioning the oilers are looking really good they're they're 9 points ahead of calgary um so you know the oilers they got to do some work to clinch they they will we'll see what their seeding is and then again the storyline for Toronto is is the division they're in yeah. uh, <laughs> i mean they're second in their division they got one of the best records in the in the league
2: you know they're what are they 17 points behind boston Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. What I think Toronto would they not be first in the Western Conference in points?
1: Oh, they'd be first by, well, by two points. They're two ahead of eight. So they'd be
2: first in their, and they're 17 points behind in their own division. Boston clinched a playoff spot today, by the way. Okay, that's funny. That Uh. is funny. But I mean, it's for the, the Others are making the playoffs, and we've talked about that since Christmas, they're going to. But it also shows you how much in the first half of the season they struggled or underachieved because the record they've had since, christmas is phenomenal and they're still in a wild card spot
1: yeah what are they now since christmas they are because they had it before the boston game which they was so they're 18 eight and six since christmas which is yeah. an excellent Pretty record, good record
2: and they're still in a wild card spot because they had a very slow unexpected start to the season
1: mike is the winner tonight of the 50 river cree resort and casino gift card he took the under I set the line at 2.5 for River Creek Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Combined points by Shore, Ryan, and McLeod, who'd been having a pretty good run, but uh, they didn't uh, get a lot of action tonight. Ryan only played 6.29. Shore played 6.42, and McLeod had the costly giveaway. He played 9.56 tonight, so it is under as those guys are held off the score sheet okay 780-496-0063 i think we got a couple of guys on hold we'll get to you when we get back to heartland ford overtime open line
0: oilers hockey is brought to you by freeson brothers this is the heartland ford overtime open line here's reid wilkins on oilers radio Six thirty,
6: chad and now Noel Atari comes the other way Dashing down the right hand side. Fogel trying to reel him in. Taking down Achari. And a save made by Skinner. But now a penalty will be called on Warren Fogel for chopping down Noel Achari.
1: Yeah, crashing into the net. Skinner makes his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass. Or if it Crystal Glass dot ca uh skinner uh, a rare night when he allows many more than the other guy he allowed six goals on 37 shots leafs also got an empty netter to beat the oilers seven four tonight we'll go to the certainty hotline it is the rat king sorry is it the rat king or just rat king
4: you know the way you say the rat king we're gonna go with that one there reed okay because
3: uh, entertaining game
4: wow
1: well, there's a lot of action. Who
4: are you cheering for? <laughs> oh, Edmonton. Oh, yeah, Oilers. But I
3: hate Toronto. So. so not just the Leafs and whatever. Um, I was going
4: to say a couple questions. Do you think Broberg's in
3: the next game for D'Arna?
2: Uh That's a good question. That really is. Uh, probably. I, I just probably for a couple of reasons. I, not so much about how D'Arnais play, but I think I don't think they want Broberg to sit for a long long time yeah so I think they want to get him in and when you have a game where you lose it's easier to make a change yeah that's a good point I would I could see Broberg coming back in okay and my
4: second question was a long road trip do you think Campbell should have started tonight because like like I know like like you said Rob we're gonna make playoffs but we're gonna make playoffs starting game one with a rookie goaltender right so like we gotta get him going too like what do you think? You think he should have started tonight, or he's got to get some games yet to play Wait, the
2: playoffs? He's got to get some games, and he will get some games. And I, I, think you go with Skinner. I think you're sending the team a message that Skinner's been our better goalie. We have a chance to go five and two in this stretch against tough teams. Have a fantastic road trip. Skinner's deserved it. Uh, I, 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 I just worry if Campbell would have went in and struggled against the team that traded him in Toronto. In Toronto. The media pressure of the game—he hasn't played well for the last six, seven starts. I, I—you can't lose him confidence-wise, because you may need him and probably will need him before the season is out. So I think it was safer to play Skinner, and now you can decide when Campbell's going to play his next game. Yeah. Is he going to be at home against Ottawa? Or is it going to be the game after that? But they will get Campbell back in the lineup again.
1: Yeah, it, it it's, it's a. G- Good question. I, I thought we would get that tonight after the game, especially since Skinner didn't get the win. Uh, I saw somebody post only the second time in his last 13 starts he's allowed more than more than three goals, so he's usually been given the others a chance. I, I and we talked about this after the last game, and, and I know Woodcroft, well, and quite frankly, every coach in the NHL. will if you usually ask beyond that night starter, they'll say we'll see. Yep. and sometimes even for that night starter they'll say we'll see <laughs> yeah. um but they i mean don't be fooled they they do have a rough plan uh, they they always like ideally and i and i think given what you and i've seen rob they would have had Campbell penciled in for one of the two games against the leafs 100% you, you would think i mean it's just like a, a, a team a, a guy goes back to play his former team and he's a fourth liner that plays four minutes a game he starts the game mm-hmm. it might be his longest shift of the night yeah you
2: know? 100% well so I, I
1: I would think they would have loved to play Campbell one of these two but I mean we hear it from the the fan base you and I talk about it especially after the game was that Winnipeg last week especially after that game the confidence in Campbell is
2: is shaken well and the and the confidence Campbell has in himself is shaken. Uh, I just, to me, it was just the fear of him having an off night or a bad night in Toronto, what that would do for him for the remainder of the season. Uh, He's a guy, we've talked about Skinner, how mentally strong he is. Campbell has talked about how he is his harshest critic. And uh, he has not played well of late, but it's one thing to have a, a bad night in Winnipeg and come out and face the press in Winnipeg. It's another thing to have a bad night in Toronto and have to come out and face all of the press in Toronto and on the big st- the the big lights of, of of playing Saturday night hockey night in Canada. So to me, I think it was a two there was two reasons that Skinner started one, he's the better of the two goalies right now. two, they did not want to put Campbell in a position where it could affect him going forward.
1: Leafs win it 7-4. We'll see what happens with the goaltending on Tuesday. Maybe there will be a quick change for Jiffy Loop keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Loop today. Okay, back to Toronto. Here is Zach Hyman.
7: I think it was just a matter of
5: turnovers and penalties maybe tonight for you guys?
3: Is that kind of the... A- yeah, I, I thought we defended really well in the first. They're obviously a really good team. They got good firepower. Um, you know, penalties, I thought were... It was a weird game for penalties lot of 4 Um 4 Yeah, I think it was just a five-minute span there in the second where they capitalized, and then uh, we're up 3-1, and then before you know it, we're down 5-3, right? So it's a 4 horrible swing there. Uh, how, it, you know, next for next time, do you, do you try to settle that group down? Not you personally, but as a team, try to settle down after maybe a couple turnovers because you guys were still in that game and then
1: things really seemed to unravel there. Yeah,
3: you know, you, I mean, we talk about it on the bench just going out there and executing, right, and I think um, – when those guys, you know, no different than, than our guys. When when you feel good, you get a couple goals or whatever, you know, you're you're searching for more, right? So you gotta be able to stop a good team like that and stop their their key players from making those plays.
5: Disappointing you played three periods in Boston, a period here of very sound, solid defensive hockey and then start giving the buck away like crazy. Uh Seem a little wasteful
0: tonight from your side.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just a, a five-minute span there in the in the second period, and uh, and then obviously they they powerfully capitalized on uh, on a couple there too. So um, yeah, that's I, something we thought we had a, a really good road trip and we had an opportunity to make it a great road trip with uh, being up three-one here, and uh, we obviously didn't capitalize. Can you get two teams with this much elite skill
5: out there? I mean. Uh, you know, some of the point production goes up for all these guys, but it's, it's for the fans at least, maybe not so much for the players, but it's quite the spectacle.
3: Yeah, I mean, you want to be able to, to kind of win like we did in Boston there and, and keep it a close game, but uh, obviously it wasn't, uh, wasn't the outcome tonight. With the intensity tonight, Zach, on both teams, so it was a pretty big field that lived up mm-hmm. to the stage of this game of a Saturday yep. night with two really good teams. Yeah, I think a lot of talent, obviously, on this place. So, yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, fans probably happy, obviously, here in Toronto, and you know we're obviously not happy, but uh, it's it's uh, one game, you move past it, and we get ready for the next one.
1: All right, that is Zach Hyman after the Oilers lose 7-4 in Toronto. Whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com, which would allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak. Restaurants come in and check out their new location at 3975 Calgary Trail. Still got a few minutes to hear from you, 780-496-0063, and the Nuge as well on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live, Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. John Tavares and Nolachari each
1: score twice. Mitch Marner had a goal and three assists. Maple Leafs outscore the Oilers 7-4 tonight. Connor McDavid had a goal and two assists. He got his 55th of the season, another quick five-hole shot they made it 3-1 Edmonton 2:33 into the second period. That was the best it got for the Oilers. The Leafs responded later in the period. Three goals in exactly 3 minutes. Then they added another one to make it four goals in 5 minutes and 59 seconds and they never looked back from there. Matt Murray uh back a couple games now from being injured. He got the win and uh despite maybe uh have us having us thinking early in the game, like the Oilers might be able to get to him. He made a couple big saves when he needed to. I singled out that one after the second period, Rob. Uh, glove save off a redirection from Fogle would have made it 4-1, and that would have been... I mean, if he let that in, he might have been pulled because it would have been 4-1 24 minutes into the game. Yeah, you're right. And then he made some good stops in the third, especially that one halfway through the third. It's still 5-3. Fogel gets it to McDavid in front and and he got across and was able to stay with it and make the save.
2: Well, it's funny. You talk about having a momentum run earlier and how the Maple Leafs took full advantage of it. The Oilers did have a bit of a push. They had a couple shifts in a row where they got some good looks and that was the best look that they got and they got it on the stick of Connor McDavid, the best player in the world, and he had time in front of the net and Murray made a great save. He dove at Connor McDavid, kept the puck out. So... But it's the one thing that we've talked about a lot, though. The Oilers, when they th- give up three goals or less, they win. Because the Oilers score four goals. Every game, they seem to score four goals. And they did again tonight. But tonight, they, they've they had about four or five games where they just had, in the la- since Christmas, where they just had uh, defensive lapses, where they just fell asleep. And tonight was one of those games. And when you give up seven, I don't care how good your offense is. You're usually not going to win the hockey games. And tonight, they couldn't outscore their mistakes.
1: Oilers went one for three on the power play. Leafs went two for five. So, uh, you know, the, kind of the ongoing weakness for the Oilers has been their penalty killing. And it'll uh, drop in percentage again. It was 75.2% coming in tonight. And that the second Leafs power play goal, that's one of those plays,
2: exactly how you draw it up. The one to Matthews. Yes. Yeah, they they did a nice job. The, the Leafs actually had a lot of really good looks on their power play. Uh, early in the game, Skinner made some big saves and they got some blocks that they needed. As the game went on, the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, were able to capitalize, and that one went from ho- up high, down low, into the slot for Matthews, and he had a wide-open net to put the puck into. Uh, not many teams can match the talent that the Oilers throw out on their power play. The Toronto Maple Leafs, aren't as good but they're, they're close when you can throw Matthews and Marner and Tavares and Riley they've got some skill and we saw it on full display on their power plays tonight.
1: Actually that's an, another save Murray made the, the one I know i know Dreisaitl scored on a one timer on the power play later in the game where, where Murray he was across but he couldn't hold his leg against the post and it slipped off and the puck went in but there was the one on the previous power play now Dreisaitl didn't quite get all of it but we've still seen those go in
2: because, he because, hit the be-
1: net. because they hit the net yeah. and, and goalies are, are moving across. But he did a good job to track that one and still get it with his glove.
2: Well, the goalie knows where it's going. He knows that Drysaddle is going to shoot the puck. Uh, Drysettle just rarely misses the net. And when you're sliding across, your eyes are trying to track the puck, get through the defenseman and find the stick of dry settle. So it's hard to, to find to put, where to put your glove in the exact right area. He did on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was, Murray played good enough to win. I don't think Murray was great in this game, but he was the better of the two goaltenders and made the, a couple big saves when the team needed it.
1: All right, uh, before we get to Nuge here, uh, I think they got a day off tomorrow, practice Monday. Well, I think McDavid's presenting Nickelback with the Hall of Fame thing at the Junos on Monday. Oh, so there's, cool. there's a, there's a kind of cool for both note. McDavid
2: and Nickelback. Both of them get a bit of a, a thrill.
1: Now Ottawa's still playing, but you know, as we know, there 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 aren't a lot of free spaces on the bingo card in the NHL, and Ottawa. Uh, I mean, trying to keep that belief alive. They're they're six out, seven and three though in their last ten, and they've they've added Chickering they, recently.
2: They're a good team. The only thing that w- might keep them out is the fact that both their goaltenders are hurt. Right. And they've got two young, inexperienced goaltenders trying to carry them down the playoff stretch.
3: Okay, back to Toronto. Here's Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. Well, Ryan, uh, you guys get out to a 3-1 lead. Obviously, surrender that lead. Uh, how did you kind of see things unfold in that second period?
7: Um, well, I mean, obviously, it's a team that you give them give them opportunities. Uh, they get enough skill to make you pay, and it's kind of what happened. And I thought they just uh, we let them push us a little bit too much in that uh, the middle half of the second period and take over a little bit. Um, obviously, you can't uh, you can't give a team like that um, anything easy, and I think uh, it's not. Well, not one or two guys. It's, it's everybody in here. We need to be better uh, in the middle of that second period, and uh, we weren't, and they took took advantage. It's a little disappointing. You guys had something
5: going. It seemed like the Boston thing put a lot of wind in your sails, uh, and it didn't seem to last for the next game. Well,
7: I mean, I thought the way we came out um, was a good sign. Like I said, obviously, we want that second period back. We can redo it. Um but I, I, I still think uh, the way that we played Boston, Buffalo, um, we, ne- we can take confidence from that for sure. I mean, uh, obviously you want to win every night and uh, loss is loss. Uh, they always sting. So, I mean, we need to get back on the horse here and have a couple of games at home. But um, I think we can still take a lot of positives from uh, this road trip.
1: You guys had a two-goal lead and then quickly tie it.
7: That really seemed to take the wind out of your sails. That you feel because <laughs> they obviously small, cause they have the two up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, it's uh, the, you're up two and they tie it that quick. Um, <clears throat> you got to be able to find a way to respond. And uh, unfortunately, we we couldn't get that next one. And uh, once they get good up, again, you just got to keep pushing and pushing. And uh, I think this group is showing that we can uh, be resilient and uh, and can push back. And tonight, it just uh, was a little too late.
1: All right, that is Nugent Hopkins. Oilers lose 7-4 to the Toronto Maple Leafs, so Edmonton's record now 36-23-8. As I told you earlier, just looking at the Pacific Division, Vegas already won today, 4-0 over Carolina. Yes, he pulled the played in that game for the Canes, by the way. Seattle is scoreless with Dallas after the first period, and the uh, L.A. Kings... scoreless with the Predators almost halfway through the first period get more on this game more on the Oilers on 630 Global globalnews.ca big thanks to Angie Quinnell our studio producer this evening our next game broadcast presented by Friesen Brothers is Tuesday the Oilers are home to the Senators 5:30 for the face-off show game at 7. Bob Stauffer up. Oilers now from noon to 2 on Monday. All have inside sports from 6 to 8. Spring ahead. Before you go to bed tonight, move your clocks ahead one hour. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. McDavid, three points, but the Oilers lose 7-4 in Toronto.